This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Well, from time to time on the awesome morning show, we like to catch up with some of our fellow broadcasters on the station. Lou McConnell's been with ORFM Dunedin or uh, other entities uh, of our community access media station for, well, I don't know how long now. Lou might be able to tell us, but of course he's a presenter of Jazz Cafe here on uh, Thursday mornings at 11 o'clock on ORFM. Uh, Good morning, Lou. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, nice to be nice to be with you, Jeff. Lou, when you're thinking about it, can you recall how many years you've been with the station now? Uh, I think it's about 25, 26. It's a it's a fantastic effort for someone who, as as all of our broadcasters are, volunteers, of course, in their roles here. Um, Lou, uh, obviously, as a presenter of a of a jazz program, um, jazz is very much close to your heart. Can you tell us a little bit about um, you know how you first developed your relationship with jazz music? Well, it probably goes way back, Jeff, to when I was a late teenager, um, and I think the uh, the music at that time was very much pop orientated. They didn't call it pop then. I think they called it um, oh, greatest hits or something. Uh, and I, at that stage, I was a, grew up on a diet of people like Doris Day and Diana Shaw and the Crew Cats. You might even remember some of those, perhaps not. But then one night, I uh, I was at a party down in George Street above a photographer's shop. I think Alan Ritchie, yeah, Ritchie's. Photo- photography and um, he had an LP on his uh, turntable of the Benny Goodman's 1938 Carnegie Hall concert and uh, I was hearing music that I'd never heard before in my life at the ripe old age of 17 it, uh, it just blew me away so uh, I guess everything you know happened from there on um- Always a, a lover and listener. Have you ever been a, a practitioner of jazz? Ever picked up an no. instrument? Yeah, regretfully no. I've got four kids and they've all played music at one stage or another, but uh, no, I never made it. Um, though no doubt, Lou, one of the first things you would have started to turn your mind towards when you realised you had this fascination with jazz was starting to, to put your collection together, um, to to start saving your pennies to get the odd uh, the odd record. Uh, what was it like when you first started to try and collect music? Well, uh, <coughs> records were, fit, were quite expensive by today's standards then. Um, and vir- when I started virtually... Uh, you could still buying 78s, the old 78 RPM, <coughs> very hard shellac record. Some of our listeners might might even have a few down in the cellar. And then it, uh, we progressed to the 33 and a third, uh, and they were quite expensive. I can't remember the probably Biggs Biggs Music Store in Princess Street was probably the biggest seller in Dunedin, and there was a little store in the Lower Octagon called McCracken and Walls. Uh, I bought a few from him, but um, the four fives came along a bit later. But um, the 33s were actually wonderful for the uh, jazz fraternity because, especially the players of jazz, because they could stretch out. Um, What I mean by that is that they could extend their solos because um, at that stage, of course, on the, the old 78 records, you were restricted to three minutes which, you know, wasn't a long time. 
Um, these days, of course, uh, the world's your oyster, isn't it, in the digital formats as to, as to how long you can, your, your, uh, your breaks, your solos can be, and indeed uh, any of your recordings can be. Um, Lou, uh, when, though, did making radio become an option for you, and how did that relationship start? Well, uh, there was a... Uh, this is when... Uh, Otago Access Radio was formerly called Hills AM and uh, they broadcast from a studio out in South Dunedin and uh, there was a guy there running a uh, jazz show or session I think he did a half an hour or might have even been an hour but he was doing it twice a week on Tuesdays and Thursdays and uh, his health started to suffer and one day um, he knew that I was keen listener and uh, he gave me a ring and he said look would you be interested in um, doing a a day a week for me he said it's become too much for me and uh, so he was doing Tuesdays and Thursdays and uh, so I was a wee bit terrified I have never never contemplated you know going on the air but we started out there on a Thursday afternoon and um, and I think we're still doing it on Thursdays yeah, Thursday's a good day for music here on ORFM, to be honest, Lou. You're, uh, you're in good company now with uh, Jazz Cafe at 11 o'clock. You've got Dr John Eganis before you at 10 o'clock in the morning with uh, the Jukebox Highway. For a long time, of course, too, there were two jazz doyens on uh, ORFM called Prescott's Show as well, also on a Thursday. Uh, those were the days, eh? Yeah. You uh, had a good relationship uh, with Calder and uh, were able to market each year with your annual Christmas show. Yeah, that's right. I'd known Calder for many, many years. Uh, Calder, of course, was Mr. Jazz. I, they called him Mr. Jazz, you know, Dr. Jazz for Otago, but I'd, I'd extend that to the whole of New Zealand. A fabulous career, Calder, and a fabulous musician and arranger. So, yeah, I, I, uh, Calder and I, uh, as you say, we shared a spot, and uh, I enjoyed those uh, Christmas, mo- Christmas morning sessions with him as well. It's just... Yeah, music. Uh, jazz lost a great um, uh, performer when Paul Calder died. Your approach to Jazz Cafe, Lou, um, do you put yourself in the in the ears of the listeners, so to speak, uh, in, in terms of you know what you're aiming to deliver for them? Is it about the listener, or is it about Lou McConnell, or is it about both? Well, I wouldn't like to think it was about me. I... Um yeah, no. Well, uh, I've always tried to steer a middle course. I uh, one of the things that annoyed me in the jazz world was, well, I guess it's inevitable. Was the progression of um, side shoots of jazz? Uh, we could have percussion and uh, rap and um, progressive, and um, and some of it was very much musicians' music. And by that, I mean. Uh, I'm quite convinced that they're not playing for an, as an extensive audience. They're playing for themselves. Well, that wasn't my intention with Jazz Cafe. You know, I, uh, I wanted to steer a middle course. Uh, we can go right back to the, the swing era, which was hugely popular, and uh, the big band era, um, small groups. But, um, nothing too esoteric, if I can use that word. Just, you know, we've got each side, but mainly uh, down the centre aisle, and it seems to... Uh, well, I think it's working. 
And what that what might that typically mean in terms of artists and bands that will appear appear on your play list on a regular basis, Lou? Sorry, so what was that again, so, Jeff? In terms of way you put your playlist together for each show, is who are the, some of the artists and bands that we'll most commonly see? Oh, okay. Um, you mean people like Benny Goodman? and Yeah. You were the big swing era bands, uh, I guess, the, the Duke Ellington, uh, Benny Goodman, the, the legendary, fantastic, fabulous Tommy Dorsey's. Uh, Harry James was uh, a huge favourite of mine. But um, they are more, you know, traditional. But if you come up the the years a bit, we can go uh, the Dave Brubeck Quartet. Um, Brubeck, of course, uh, did a wonderful job in um, promoting jazz in the U.S. of A. Started in the colleges. Um, yeah, the um, people like Zoot Sims, uh, wonderful masters of the uh, the saxophone, Zoot Sims. Um, Stan Getz, uh, people like that come to mind readily. So I guess I would say, you know, right from the big band to uh, the small groups, and we'd have to extend that to the trad area, trad era in the UK as well. Any favourite vocalists, Lou? Yeah, I, uh, I'm a, a great, uh, a great fan of the legendary Billy Holiday. Of course, the chairman of the board, Mr. Sinatra. Uh, old Tony Bennett, who uh, I believe is still singing, although he's got a lot of daddy daddy dars now. His old <laughs> memory's going, but yeah, that's the three that come to mind immediately. Uh, this show, Lou, uh, has developed, of course, its, its regular listenership in terms of the broadcasts on AM and FM here on OFM, but... Uh, also has now developed a very significant online audience. Uh, among the highest podcasting shows on ORFM, certainly our highest podcasting music program. Uh, how did you feel when you f- heard about that? <laughs> Blew me away, Jeff, because uh, <laughs> I'm a bit of a Luddite when it comes to technology, and I wasn't even sure what a podcast was. <laughs> but... Uh, when it was explained to me down the Targo Access Radio, no, absolutely fabulous, and and uh, and lovely to think that people are actually listening. What do you put it down to? The popularity of the program. Yeah, that, look, I couldn't really answer that one, Jeff. Um, you mentioned that you like to tread something of the middle ground. I, I suppose that's uh, that's. Same, yeah, well, same middle has ground a, is very much, yeah. yeah. General appeal. Yeah, very much. Uh, it's nice to think, it's just nice to think that, uh, referring to that podcast comment that you made, that people are actually bothering to, uh, as you say, uh, what did they call it, a podcast hit? Yes. And uh, they, I guess they come from all over the world. They do indeed. Mm. Have you had much of a chance to uh, to catch any of your favourite acts uh, in performance? Oh, I've seen several, yeah. R- I can go right back to Louis Armstrong when he visited Dunedin. Uh, the Eddie Condon Chicago Jazz Group, uh, they were in Dunedin. Um, oh, a lot of jazz groups, Cleo Lane and Sir John Dankworth, Hack uh, Bilk, um, yeah. Uh, oh yeah, the, the, the list goes on, 
And of course, I've, I've managed to get a few overseas too. I've been lucky enough to see um, people like Warren Vachet and and um, um, oh, just quite a few in in Europe. I got family in Europe, so I've been able to catch a couple there. Well, it's great that no, uh, it's um, it's great. That there's music... been a lot of jazz people come to Dunedin over the years. Well, to have, yeah. And it's great to know that uh, that at times when we can't travel so much, we've still got music as a as a companion to us, and that's very much what Jazz Cafe is is about. Lou, yeah. we've got to wind things up now, um, so I um, do want to thank you for taking some time to join us here on uh, the Awesome Morning Show, just to talk about uh, your show, listeners. If uh, you haven't caught Jazz Cafe, what are you doing on a Thursday morning, at eleven o'clock uh, here on ORFM? And of course, as we've mentioned, you can tune in anytime via our podcast from oar.org.nz. And uh, if you want to carry the app around with you, the accessmedia.nz app too, you can find Lou's show Jazz Cafe uh, there as well. Lou McConnell, thanks so much for being with us today. Lovely to join you, Jeff. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand on the air.